Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. On today's episode of All the Shit I've Learned Abroad, it's a real shit episode, quite literally. We're talking about something that I'm sure every traveler has experienced at some point, but they're too embarrassed to talk about it. Traveler's diarrhea. Bally belly, deli belly, whatever you want to call it, it's really shitty when it happens. But how can you prevent this dreaded occurrence while you're on your travels? And when should you actually seek help from a medical professional when you've got it? So I hope you're ready for a real shitstorm of an episode. It's been uh, it's been a little while since we've gotten together. Um, it's been a hot minute, yes. Oh, it's been a busy, busy summer for both of us. So this is like the first time we've been able to actually sit down and get an episode in because yeah, we've, we've just been go go go. <laughs> we were actually pestering each other, like, "Hey, I'm leaving for this and this on this day. Can we record by then?" And it's like, "Oh, I'm not going to be back by then," and just. Yeah, this is the first time we're both settled and we have our equipment and here we are. I know. I think we need to organize our podcast lives better moving forward. But for anyone, I I say that in in the last couple months since we haven't done an episode, we've got a few new listeners. We've got some nice messages from new listeners out there. And just to remind everybody, if you're ever missing us, which I hope that you are, we've got a whole bunch of episodes that you can go back and and re-listen to a catalog if you will a catalog yes or if you're a new listener a whole binge of episodes so yeah but still glad to be back we love coming with new content but yeah I mean how have you been Steph you've been kind of all over the place again yeah no I've been great I've been on a world when my life is work um and I'm trying to intermingle fun with work so you know um, and anyone who follows me on the social knows I was in LA, I was in Arizona, mm. doing the Grand Canyon, Lake Havasu, mm. Santa Fe, New Mexico again, um, caught up with my parents in Vegas. Like I did the whole US road trip thing for a few weeks. Amazing. How was the Grand yeah. Canyon? That Your uh, pictures looked incredible. Uh, you know what? It was because obviously the Grand Canyon is one of those places that gets a lot of hype. Yeah. So day one, I did the South Rim tour kind of thing, like self-driving, yeah. self-guided tour. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty big, but it's a canyon. It's kind of what I thought it would be. <laughs> and I was doing that whole I don't get the hype thing. 
Right. And then day two, I did the actual activities. So I did the flight over the canyon. I okay. rafted down the Colorado River down the canyon. And that's when wow. you really understand sort of the vastness of it. Right. And that's when I was like, holy shit, this place is incredible. And the hype was... And what, the hype, it was hyped yeah. up to be. It was all the hype that you Oh, yeah. I'm so envious. I saw your pictures and, and Steph and I were actually talking like last year and trying to work out a way that I could like come and meet her over there. But just timing was like, it would have been, we were cutting it close. And every time we have one of these like moments of like, oh, should you come visit me here? You come here. Like I'd say 99% of the time we, we figure out a way to make it happen. This yeah. time, it just wasn't going to work with my schedule. And I'm like, damn, as much as I would love to come out to the U.S. for like a little vacation, uh, yeah, I was... Oh, because that was it. I was going to be in Canada at the yeah, same were, time, which... Well, you, yeah. you... I think it was about, what, a week and a half, two weeks later, you went to Canada. And I was like, just come early. And you're like, yeah, but that's not a couple days early. That's like... Yeah. And I had to be early. home... Yeah. At that time, it was one of those where schedule, it was my nephew's first birthday. So we were having a birthday party and the schedule had to be then and there. And so we just couldn't make it work. So the Grand Canyon will just have to wait for me. Um, <laughs> I'll get I'll get there one day. But yeah, so I, I did Canada and then came back. As soon as I came back, I went to Glastonbury Festival. So for any of the UK listeners, yeah, maybe the Aussies. I'm sure the Aussies are aware of Glastonbury as well. Um but we've talked about Glastonbury before. We did a whole episode on festival season a couple of years ago um, and yes. traveling for festivals. And oh, I got to say, this was like the first year. So for, for those that aren't aware, Glastonbury is like the biggest sort of outdoor like Greenfield Festival in the world. There's like over 200,000 people there. It's massive. Like you get the biggest acts. It's a big deal, right? Like everybody tries to get tickets. Um, so this was my fifth time going. And this was the first year that I felt really old and tired. And like, I didn't have it in me. Don't get me wrong. I still had a great time. But like previous years, I'm one of those. I can stay out till like 4 a.m., you know, like dancing, partying. And this year I was just exhausted. Like after every headliner, (laughs) it would be like midnight and I'm like, I'm ready to go to bed. And I just, I don't know if it was the heat. It was like very hot this year. Everybody was like just dying in the sun. Everyone was sunburnt. So I feel like there was a bit of that. I was a bit dehydrated. I just, but yeah, I was just tired this year. I felt like, I felt like my age caught up with me for the first time at Glastonbury. And I was like, I was a little bit sad when I came home. Cause I'm like, am I losing my, my youth and my energy? But <laughs> I think the sun had a lot to do with it. So, but either way, um, it was amazing. Elton John, he played his last ever UK show. So that was like, very special to see with yeah. you know with 200,000 people but yeah so it was it was super fun but like Glastonbury's like you got to take like a week off work so it's like a whole like vacation or holiday in itself so i had a couple days recovery now i'm back being uh, an old lady being in bed by 10 p.m. every night this is That's just who i am dream. now <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah and then yeah before that i did um God, this feels like ages ago, but I went to Spain for a few days. Um, yes. Basically, I'll tell you why. I think I did. I even talk about this on the last episode. I can't remember. I needed 30 points <laughs> on my British Airways frequent flyer points to move up into silver status. And 
I was like, you know what? I'm going to buy a cheap flight, go to Spain for a couple days, make a little, you know, mini holiday out of it, work from there, which I did. Got my points. So achieved what I was trying to do. And it was funny because while I was there, so I think I talked about the previous episode we did talking about India. Mm -hmm. I was obviously very smug talking about India going, I didn't get deli belly. Um, I've never had traveler's diarrhea before. And of all places that my stomach went AWOL was on my flight home from Spain. My <laughs> I lived my worst nightmare sitting there on a plane and all of a sudden you start getting the cold sweats. Oh no. Your That's stomach. the worst when you feel it taking over your body. Oh my god. When I like it took over and my stomach started gurgling and rumbling and I'm like my hands went into like a, a shake, oh, no. shaking mode. And I'm like, oh my God, like, I don't know if I'm going to throw up right now or the other way. And anyways, what we're getting at is that I think I was smug and then it hit me like a month later. And that's why we're, we decided we're going to do an entire episode <laughs> on traveler's diarrhea. And I feel like in 2023, it's not as like taboo as it used to be anymore like people talk about poop nowadays they talk about their bowel movements and especially when you're traveling i don't know stuff if you're the same when you travel with people people just tend to talk about how whether or not oh. they've like pooped enough <laughs> easily when you're traveling everyone talks about it and you trade stories and laugh yeah and what i found in like everyday life it's still a little bit more taboo but yeah. when someone does bring it up like I know someone once who, like, they accidentally, whatever happened, shut themselves, and they were telling us, and multiple people were like, oh, my God, I did last year, don't feel bad. Or, like, everyone had a story about how they, too, have shut themselves at some point. And I'm like, we have so much shame around things that happens to everyone. I mean, and I think, like, poop stories are hilarious. They're the funniest stories. We did the same when we, like, my group in India I mean, naturally, like talking about poop and, you know, traveler's diarrhea in a place like India, where that is kind of like the running joke of everyone will have deli belly at some point. Like we were all just openly talking about poop stories and they're funny and, uh, you know, pooping is a natural thing. It's a normal thing, (laughs) but you can be completely thrown off your poop game, obviously, when you are traveling and it really can mess with your your guts right and look at me on the plane so i'd like to just say i survived the plane thank god i when there was the rumble in the jungle i ran to the toilet (laughs) thank god there was nobody in there the flight attendants small blessings they looked very concerned just the way that i ran in and i it was we were fine in the end um came out flight attendants had a ginger ale waiting for me and they like walked me back to my seat and thank god i had um like one leftover emodium in my bag from my trip to to india so i popped that and i was good but you know when you're just feeling very delicate after one of those moments (laughs) that's how i i felt the rest of the flight but anyways so it happened that was like and when i say that's my worst nightmare being on like a plane and like having feeling like shit like well shit quite literally shit um but like do i have food poisoning like there is no worse place to be but yeah we're gonna talk about yeah traveler's diarrhea (laughs) it's it's such a it's such a like relevant topic for everybody and 
you know, Steph and I, we're not, we don't like to sugarcoat anything. <laughs> well, you what's know? funny is when we first started chatting about doing this episode, because, you know, there's Deli Belly, there's Bali Belly, there's all these mm. different names for the most yeah. frequent places you hear about it happening. Yeah. But we were talking about it, and it's funny because I think, like, definition-wise, obviously you think diarrhea traveler's diarrhea if you have diarrhea on vacation it's traveler's diarrhea which is not necessarily the case yeah traveler's diarrhea yeah we didn't even know like you and i both kind of had different definitions steph and i were like arguing about we (laughs) like we were going back and forth i think this is while i was in in india i can't remember but we were going back and forth i know i was like it's not deli belly unless you're vomiting also and you were like you were like, no, Steph, you don't have to be vomiting. Yeah. And it's just because my personal experience with people having traveler's diarrhea where I've had to like take care of them is when, yeah. you know, it's aggressively coming out both ends. Both ends, right. But then I was thinking about it. People probably don't tell you when they just mildly have, have a, a mild case. casual diarrhea. <laughs> which, which, let's be honest, like most cases of it, the most frequent like or common ones probably are people that have eaten something that doesn't sit right with them or they've drunk like water that's, you know, not clean. Like their body is just going, this is new. This is foreign. Get it out of me. Yeah. And yeah, they might have like more sort of minor cases of diarrhea. And that's why like even I even had to check as well, like calling it deli belly. I'm like, is this acceptable? Like I wasn't sure if that was. But then when I got to India, like our tour guides were saying they were referring to it as deli belly as well. And I'm like, okay, so. If people in India are referring to it as that, then it's fine to call it that. Because you know what I mean? I wasn't sure if, like, you know, us Westerners are, like, coming up with these names that have, like, a negative connotation of, like, you go to India and you're going to shit yourself. Like, so (laughs) even the naming itself, the Bali Belly, the Delhi Belly, like, feels like people that live there as well, they also refer to it as that. Um, It's just, I think, a a nicer way to say traveler's diarrhea. (laughs) Um, But so Steph and I basically, yeah, we were kind of arguing back and forth on like, what's up, voice note. And then we sort of looked it up. things we argue about. I know. It's like the dumbest, (laughs) stupidest things. And Steph's like, no, you've got to be puking your guts out. I'm like, no, you could just like, you know, have a little shart and that's still traveler's diarrhea. (laughs) And in the end, we were both right. Like, we're both saying the same thing. It's just different. It's levels. both part of it. Yeah. It's, yeah. So, Steph, I know that your experience, yeah, you had a couple guys that you were traveling with or you met. I became your... a nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you again? I was in Delhi. Oh, yeah. it was Delhi. So there you yeah. go. That's like classic case, Delhi belly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They were horrible. <laughs> they were really bad. They actually, at the end, because I was going to Agra right after that, they gave me like money and bought me my train ticket to oh. Agra for taking care of them. <laughs> How many days, how many days were they out then? And like, do they know what it was caused by? Was it food? Was it water? So they were out three solid days. And the best we can figure, because a a bunch of us had gone out together the day before. Yeah. And everyone got sick but me. So we were like, what did I do differently? And the one thing that I did differently was we all stopped to buy bottled water. And someone had told me at some point in India It's not enough to look to see that the cap is properly capped on because apparently they actually have capping machines where they'll just fill it with their tap water and put a proper cap on it. You have to look for the plastic wrap, shrink wrapped over the cap. Interesting. I didn't learn this in India. But our bottled water, we were on a tour bus the whole time. and the Tours are probably different. They're going to make sure. Yeah, they had like a cooler in the front. And so we just bought 
water from the tour guide and the company. And I wonder if they did that because they know that this can happen. So they obviously bought, you know, safe water for us and was like, if you guys need water, just buy it, like take one from here. And then they kind of tallied up at the end who drank what and we paid at the end. Oh, absolutely. And so I, when they all stopped and bought water, I actually did it because it didn't have the shrink wrap. So we best guessed is that it was the water. Yeah. I think it's always fun to kind of like, I I don't know if fun is the right word, but when you do get a bout of like (laughs) traveler's diarrhea and then you're trying to like um, go back and do exactly that, you start to investigate like, hmm, okay, so what did I do differently? And you're (laughs) you're sort of like looking back at like what you ate, what you didn't eat, what what did we eat that was in common? Like it almost becomes like everyone's a bit of a a detective. Yeah. Yeah, or a puzzle. Yeah. And so... I mean, we had the same in, um, so India, like, again, I didn't, I mean, my stomach was mostly fine. I think there was a, a couple days, like, you know, a little bit off, but also that could be attributed to lack of sleep. Like we were up every morning at like 4.30 in the morning, five o'clock in the morning. Like sometimes when your body is just exhausted as well, like your bowels start to do funny things. Yeah. Um, if, you're if your just, diet is shit. If your diet is is different as well, it doesn't mean that you've got bacteria infection, but if you're just eating differently in general, more alcohol as well, like all these things. You just said something I think we should go back to is that, because you said bacterial, we didn't actually end up saying what the definition of it is. Oh, let's define, Um, yeah. No, let's do that. The definition of traveler's diarrhea is very essentially gotten some kind of bacteria in you you've got a virus or you've got a parasite. So that's it, but almost always... For most people, it's going to be bacteria. Right. And the way to tell the difference between, you know, your standard diarrhea from like drinking too much or eating yeah. a shit diet is that it is on set. Like it hits you and you need to shit instantly. Right. And that's, that, that is my worst fear, which I kind of experienced on yeah. the plane. I mean, we had, um, so on our bus, because we were traveling by bus, right? And the bus did not have a bathroom. And I think there was quite a lot of us in our group that were, you know, you get nervous because you're like, what if I do all, like all of a sudden have to have to poop? You know, what if I, what if, what if something I have eaten just hits me while we're on this bus on a five hour journey? And you know, it was one of those things where our tour guide, he, I was like, look, this is not his first rodeo. He has done tours with hundreds of people that I'm sure have gotten deli belly. He knows where to stop. He knows what to do. And sure enough, we did have one girl on the bus one day and she was like we gotta stop because this is coming out and sure enough we stopped there wasn't a bathroom but there was a field (laughs) with like a bit of a fence and I don't know if this was like a designated poop stop (laughs) where it was like emergency poop stop but we stopped (laughs) and the girl on her bus uh she got off she did her business and came back like it it happens but yeah, Aww. I think this is where, you know, traveling with something like Imodium really comes in. Like I'm, I have rarely had to use Imodium myself and I'm going to knock on wood because again, I got smug in India and then I really needed one on that plane <laughs> back from Spain, but always having it because I feel like if you're going to take something like Imodium, it really should be used for times when you, there isn't a bathroom, like where you might actually shit yourself yeah <laughs> right? I like, hear about people taking Imodium to like the Dominican and Cuba and they're, they're just there to take it if they they feel they need to shit and part of me is like yeah but if you're 
you know, at all times near your room or on the resort, like if you need, if you do have diarrhea with a bacteria, it needs to get out of your body. Yeah. So you you don't want want to take Imodium in in emergencies. Right. Because Imodium, really what it does is it's like you have something toxic in your body and it's like, nope, we're going to stay in there. Yeah. I think, I'm not even sure how early works. Does it sort of clump it up i don't know i don't need to go into the details i guess of how it works it just it does work right like it stops you from having like loose stool essentially together yeah i'm not really sure i don't know Um, i don't know i'm not same i'm not a medical professional but i know i have used it before i used it on um i did use it on the on the plane because even though there's even though there is a toilet on a plane you just never know who's going to be in there like if there's ever going to be an opportunity where you could potentially shit yourself have that emodium take it but like you said Seth if you're just chilling at like an all-inclusive you know say in Dominican or Cuba or somewhere where you think you might get diarrhea but you're near a toilet and you can access that toilet (laughs) with no issue (laughs) don't take the emodium because you want like you said you want to get it out you want to yeah. get it out of your system. Um, but I did take one in India. Um, I think I was getting like quite paranoid that well, like when I first got to India that I was going, like everyone said to me, they're like, you will get deli belly. Like your stomach is not going to agree with the food for the first few days. So like, you're going to get it, just accept it. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe I'm going to get it. And I, I had, I went on my safaris for the first couple of days. And when you're on safari, you're sitting in like a, you know, a Jeep that's, bumping along you know these like rickety roads or whatever and I was thinking to myself like I remember we took off the first day and I'm like what if all of a sudden I get instant like feel like I'm gonna have traveler's diarrhea right like because I've only been here a couple days and maybe and so I took like a preventative emodium which I'm not sure if you're meant to if you don't even have like the sign the symptoms but like I was so paranoid because I'm thinking of all places on a safari obviously I can't get out of the jeep and go like poop in a bush because a tiger might eat me. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's like, I don't know. In one of those, I think it's good to carry it with you. And if you feel like your stomach, I mean, everyone everyone knows the feeling when your stomach yeah. starts to, again, rumble rumble in the jungle, your right? Stum- your stomach rumbles and then you kind of start going cold and it's like, yes. oh. Oh, the worst. But like, is it too late though to take an emodium at that point? You know what I mean? Does anyone know? I don't know. I don't know. We should have brought on a doctor, a poop <laughs> doctor. Is that a thing? <laughs> but either way, guys, I mean, always carry, I think, Imodium with you when you're traveling. I mean, some people I know carry it with them all the time because they got, you know, IBS or like yeah. some people are really worried. They're just not going to be able to get to a toilet in time. I'm so thankful this is not an everyday concern in my life. This I is know. mostly when I'm traveling. And this is why when I traveled to India, I bought one of the blue light pens. Yes. So where you stir the water and it kills any bacteria. It says like 99.9% of the bacteria in the water. Yeah. Um, I was really careful about... And these are a lot of the preventative things you can do because obviously yeah. water... And poor food handling and poor food hygiene are the major causes. Right. So I also didn't eat anything in India that wasn't fully cooked. So I didn't okay. eat any raw vegetables or anything like that. Like everything I ate was cooked. Because at mm. least if there is bacteria on it, it gets cooked away. Right. Again, don't know the science behind it. Heat. But um, No, same. It is what it is. It's, I did the exact same. Like yeah. I found all the food I ate. I mean, yeah, it was rice curry 
bread. All the veg was cooked. Like, I don't think I ate any raw veggies because same, I kind of avoided it. And I almost did stick to more sort of breads and, and that like, I, I think I am a little bit paranoid about getting traveler's diarrhea. So I do tend to like lean towards more sort of carb heavy foods just because mm-hmm. they're generally pretty safe. But at the same time, obviously I still ate, you know, I mean, thankfully a lot of is sort of rice dishes, right? So you are, you know, it's cooked curries in rice. Um, yeah. I can't think of any sort of raw veg that I, that I ate, but it, you're right. It's the way that they might prepare it or they wash it, you know, with, with water and it's. And that's you wanna, where there's hmm. so many things we think about too. Cause obviously I'm saying with the way they wash the vegetables, but it's all the other things like it's the, and it's not just the water you drink. It's the water you're brushing your teeth with, washing your face yeah. with. Um, See, I did water you're washing your hands with like all of that. Yeah, I didn't. When it came to brushing my teeth and washing my face in India, I quite happily used the tap water. Um, I didn't really think about it at first, but I seemed to be fine. Like I continued yeah. doing it. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I wasn't like rinsing my mouth out with mm-hmm. it. I was just like wetting my toothbrush and putting it in my mouth and obviously like spitting. So. Yeah. I don't know, like maybe I shouldn't have done that, but I was definitely washing my face and showering. Like I was still showering in the water and I guess just try not to swallow Most places (laughs) that cater to tourists are going to be okay. Like even me, I stayed at a hostel and in the hostel kitchen, there was the tap water and then they had a separate tap that had a filtered water and Mm. they told us to only drink that water. So I actually took a bunch of that water for... Um, brushing my teeth and anything that I thought would go in my face. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But really like... Because the main sort of ways that people get it are mm. street food yes because a lot of times you see the food carts and the especially the fruit and veg they look amazing yeah and then you'll see behind the cart they have this like well at least in my experience this bottle of brown water that they're just spraying it with oh, every 10 15 gosh. minutes to make it look yeah. fresh yeah um 
eating in someone else's home is a big one. Yeah. Mostly because they're cooking with the water and their bodies are adjusted to it. They're fine. Yeah. So they're going to eat that home cooked meal and be fine. You may not. And also, interestingly, is all inclusives. Mm. Is it just the bacteria on like buffet food? I think it's buffet food, but it's also the fact that they're just mass producing. Right. Like, and they're doing it at the cheapest possible cost because all inclusives are sold as sort of, you know, budget conscious options. So is it more prone to like, what, just like uncooked, you know, I'm just thinking like most meat, I think chicken is really the only meat that you can get really sick from if it's not cooked like beef obviously people eat turkey oh and tur- oh I, sorry any poultry, poultry i should say yeah, yeah. yeah. like tur- like chicken i would say definitely obviously make sure your food is cooked but chicken is like the one and turkey any poultry if it's uncooked like that yeah. is going to get you sick I, whereas I think- beef and fish i think you can kind of get away with no fish is a big one Really? Big cause of it. Yeah, that was... I remember when I was in Zanzibar learning about that. But is it because, because of it, if it's off, it's, though? Yeah, like, it's more so because uncooked. it's off. Because they yeah, a lot that's... of times they catch the fish in the morning, and then they sit it on a table to sell it all day. Right. Yeah, so that's what I mean. But oh, yeah. I'm talking about cooked food, like cooked meat. But yes, that as well with fish. Yeah. yeah if it's any meat, really. And with generally with any meat, that if it's been left out, like... I mean, if you're not the one cooking it, you won't know. But the smell that comes off of it, oh. like fish, so, fish should actually not smell that fishy. You know what I mean? I mean? Let's like, be it honest, should... fish smells disgusting from the oh, moment well, it comes out. Steph, you can't fish shame people <laughs> that eat fish. We know that you hate. Steph will not eat any fish, but you can't food shame people I'm for not. liking it. It, it fish does smells, still smell regardless. It does smell like fish, but it there's definitely an off fish smell. And same with like <laughs> chicken. You can tell the second like, oh, I've kept like chicken breasts in my fridge before maybe a day too long. And you open it, you're like, this smells bad. Like I'm not yeah. cooking with this. But I guess it's hard to tell if someone's already cooked it. But I remember when I went to, um, to Thailand a few years ago and my boyfriend at the time, he ended up getting... What do they call it in Thailand? Bangkok belly? We'll say that. I like Bangkok belly. Um, but anyways, he got that because we that ate... That sounds dirty, actually. Bangkok belly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was dirty. But yeah, he we went and got street food one night. We I think we'd flown in and we were really tired. And he was the he was that guy that was always, always hungry and like was not... He was very impatient when it came to food. And... You know, there was just, like, nothing really open, like, because it was so late. And there was this one street vendor near our hotel that was making, like, some type of chicken curry. But, like, it was already Mm pre-cooked. And I had said to him, I'm like, dude, one of the tips somebody gave me for street food vendors, you should actually watch them cook the food versus them just giving you, like, here, here's a Tupperware of curry because again you don't know how long ago it was cooked how long it's been sitting out in the sun or whatever so he ate that even though I told him not to but you know I was just the naggy annoying girlfriend at the time um and sure enough he was shitting himself for like three days after that and guess who wasn't me because I didn't I decided I'm like you know what I'm good I'll just go get like a bag of chips 
from the store if I'm hungry, yeah. but I'm not going to eat this random chicken curry off the side of the road. And then, yeah, he literally had the shits for three days. And I was like, I told you so. And he's like, wah, wah, wah. and then we broke up <laughs> two months after we came back anyways from Thailand. Cause that relationship was going down the tube anyways. Um, but anyways, I digress. That's a good tip though. Any street food you should, and not that it, you know, either way, if the meat's off, the meat's off, but you should watch them prepare the food. Right. Yeah. Like, and a lot of the street, don't be scared as well. Like I think a lot of people I know, get afraid. I was just thinking this. Like, don't be scared to eat street food. You can find some of the best street food in places like Delhi, in places like in Bangkok, like Koh San Road. If, if most of them, it is prepared properly. And again, if you watch them, you know, do it. But, mm-hmm. you know, every so often you you're, you might get, it's no different than when I got food poisoning from five guys in London, <laughs> in central London. <laughs> I got a burger and fries with my friend one night and I was, I've never felt worse in my life the next day. I was puking and pooping yeah. for like well, what a lot 12 of people hours. Don't, what a lot of people don't realize and is that you can get the worst food poisoning. A lot of people only think of me, but yeah. lettuce and tomatoes are two of the biggest culprits. Yes. They're really hard to wash appropriately, yeah. especially lettuce, like all those crevices. So yeah. there's listeria. In a yeah. lot of lettuce that doesn't get washed away. And that's... So what, a lot of times people are like, oh, I ate a burger, I ate a chicken burger, and I got so sick. And it's like, oh, it very well was probably the lettuce. Yeah, it's probably not from the meat. And that's, like, again, talking about, you know, beef especially. Like, beef can be a bit undercooked. Like, again, people eat rare steak. They eat Blue burgers steak. rare. Yeah. So it's not necessarily about that. But it could be, yeah, again, the, the veg in itself. That's in the burger, which, you know, when I had that food poisoning at Five Guys, and I love Five Guys, but I haven't been able to eat it since. I still, my stomach cannot stomach Five Guys. It was, that was traumatizing, that food poisoning I got. Like, Steph, you remember, I thought, I literally thought I was going to die. Yeah, I do remember that. That was horrible. I thought someone had legitimately poisoned me. It was. Didn't you have someone from the grocery store was like concerned about you? When they, you got a yeah. food delivery? So, <laughs> so this was, I mean, this is kind of a funny story, but no, and not a travel story. But yeah, I uh, I was at home, obviously lived by myself, couldn't keep anything down. And that's the worst part when you've got any sort of food poisoning. You have to stay hydrated, but it's nearly impossible because every time you drink water, you throw it up. And that's what was happening to me. And I ended up calling the non-emergency 999. So nine one. What's what's 999 in Australia? Triple zero. zero. Triple zero, yeah. And then in North America, 911. But we've got a non-emergency 999 number here, which is like 111, I think, where they put you in touch with like a doctor or a nurse. Anyways, so because I called them because I literally was blacking out. Like every time I was dry heaving so much that it was, I was like seeing stars. Like I was blacking out. I was getting dizzy and I'm like, this is not normal. Anyways, so I call and the lady's like, you just have to get hydrated. And I'm like, I can't, like nothing stays down. And so she was like, you know, you need to get like, can you get some um, popsicles or ice lollies? We call them here, which is my number one tip for anyone that does have travelers, diarrhea or uh, food poisoning, whatever, get popsicles or ice lollies because you can suck on them. They keep you hydrated and you're not ingesting too much where it's going to make you throw up. But anyway, yeah. so I made, I made the most random order on like grocery store delivery. It was like bananas, crackers, popsicles, I think there was like ginger ale and the lady that delivered it and it cost me like 30 pounds. It was so expensive to get this delivered, but she like brought it to my door 
And she's like, is this, is this all you ordered? And I'm like, yes. And I'm standing there just looking so <laughs> pale. And like, she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, ice chips. That was the other thing. Like ice cubes. And I was like, I've got food poisoning. And she was like, oh dear. She's like, I've, Oh, let me bring this up for you. And she was sort of like my emergency nurse bringing me these like <laughs> random goods. And, but she just looked at the order and she's like, are you missing something from this? I'm like, no, that's it. <laughs> um, but anyways, Aww. long story short. Yeah, I five guys almost killed me <laughs> <laughs> well, in London. <laughs> and t- talking to that's one thing I do. So obviously the most common places with poor public sanitation are where you're most likely to get this. And that said a lot of the developing countries. So the developing countries that are in Africa, Asia, Central South America, and the Middle East is the most common culprits. And Mm. so when I'm traveling to those places, I actually go vegetarian. Yeah. Like I just don't eat any meat. And because too, I worked for a chicken company for years Mm -hmm. who were so obsessive about their meat handling. Yeah regulations like the government regulated it significantly and uh, i've gone to other countries and you see i'm just like oh i don't know i don't know if i trust their meat handling here so yeah Yeah. i go vegetarian all those countries well in a place like india it's very easy like most of the places we went it's all like veg veg anyways i mean it's all cooked in in curries and everything you can get meat as well but it's very easy to eat vegetarian and like you said I'm kind of like I don't necessarily just stick to veg but I kind of just aim for more like carb heavy I mean any excuse to eat more potatoes bread (laughs) rice I'm like yes (laughs) please so I tend to look at me I'm eating a lot of potatoes it's so different from home I know right I'm like "Mm," like but I'm like that's where I'm just a bit more like lenient in because yeah I I like veg as well but I do get worried about the veg sort of like, even though it might be cooked, I don't know. Uh, I think I just look for an excuse to eat bread. So give me all the bread. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously just, you know, when you guys are traveling, like, just be very aware of, like, where you're eating, how the food is being cooked. Um, you know, and I think this is why as well, when I travel to places like, you know, India, or I remember when I went to Africa, like, we had tour guides with us. They generally will know places that are going to be safe to eat where they've brought, like, other tourists before. So, yeah, I think it's just, but at the same time, you can get it anywhere, right? Like, your stomach can all of a sudden just not agree with something that you eat. Yeah. And, and if you get it. be prepared. And if you get it, it's one of those things, like, you were just saying, you found Icy Pulse really good for you. It's like trying any fluid. So like not just water, icy poles, like bone broths. What works really well for me is actually, and I discovered this the most random way when I was dying one day, couldn't Mm. keep anything down. Like I was retching at a sip of water was I hadn't, I was like, what do I have that can help? And in the freezer, I had these, um, everyone says it differently, but like acai, acai packets. Oh Yeah. To make yep. a pie bowls. Yeah. And I had them and I ate them like an icy pole. And because I was eating it so slow, but they were so nutrient dense. Yeah. It stayed down and it honestly turned everything around for me. One of those. Yeah. Well, sometimes you need, it's, you know, you're so dehydrated. You need like electrolytes and sugar. So that's why yeah. it's good to get, like you said, like whether it's frozen, frozen yogurt even, or like freezies or ice lollies or popsicles, wherever you're listening, they're all called different things. Um, and just sucking or even like, again, and make sure the ice is safe that you're getting it in like, you know, a bag. You don't want like ice cubes from somewhere where the water is, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna make not it good worse. for you. 
Yeah, but like sucking on ice cubes as well. Um, but on that point as well, I think it I think it's important though to also like understand the difference between something like traveler's diarrhea or deli belly or bali belly or Bangkok belly, whatever we want to call it, versus just like being dehydrated. I think a lot of people end up going to a lot of these countries where it's very hot. Um, where you probably are drinking more alcohol. Let's be honest. Like I know when I went to Thailand, especially like, yeah, we were having like Chang beers every day. It's just like a normal beach thing to do. You're sipping on beers. Um, and there was a couple days my stomach was, yeah, not great, but looking back, well, even at the time I sort of realized it had nothing to do with the food I was eating. It was the fact that I wasn't drinking enough water and I was dehydrated And the number one reason people get diarrhea is because of dehydration. That's really like one of the main causes. So make sure that you guys are staying hydrated. Like that's the easiest way to prevent getting diarrhea diarrhea in general. general. But like don't mistake because because a lot of people will get, you know, they'll be traveling. They've got diarrhea and they go, oh, well, it's because of that that meal I ate yesterday. But then like 10 other people they're with are absolutely fine. It's like, no, it's probably because you were out in the sun in 35 degree weather for eight hours drinking beer and you didn't have a sip of water. Yeah. Your stomach is going to be a bit funky. So (laughs) understand the difference as well. Cause I think a lot of people use the term traveler's diarrhea when they're just, again, just not being very healthy (laughs) with like (laughs) what they're consuming. And you know, you're not like, if you come from a place like, yeah, Canada and all of a sudden you're in Thailand on a beach all day, not drinking any water and like heat is hot as the the devil's asshole. Yeah. You're probably going to shit yourself the next day. (laughs) Like we've all been there. Well, on that lovely note, I think we should talk about, say you do have traveler's diarrhea. It's a couple days. Mm. Like at what point do you get help? Because really it should go away within a couple days because you've excessively shit out the bacteria. Yeah. (laughs) Like You would hope. Yeah, so really, the like, if it's going more than three or four days, like, it's ongoing, get help. Yes. If your diarrhea is, like, bloody, you need to talk to to a doctor. And this is where you better hope that you've got traveler's insurance. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and say no more. (laughs) I don't need to say anything else. (laughs) Yeah. Continue. Um, You have belly pain that's getting worse. Mm-hmm. Like the pain is getting worse. Um, a fever. And then again, yeah. if you're consuming tons of fluids, not throwing them up, but not peeing. Mm. So like a lot of times, let's just say it, you have diarrhea, you're kind of pissing out your butt. Yeah. That's, like that's what not, ca- call that it. doesn't count as peeing. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so that, that fluid should be turning into piss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are all the times where it's like, you need to get to a doctor. Yeah. And if you're feeling very, obviously like lethargic, lightheaded, like those are, you, you need to listen to your body and like, don't, I think, you know, especially when we're traveling and especially in probably some of these countries that you're getting traveler's diarrhea, like you probably don't want to go to one of the hospitals. So again, do everything you can to prevent it, but also If it's to that point, you need to go to a hospital and don't avoid it just because you're like, oh my gosh, I'm in this place and like I have heard stories about people who will take Imodium for days to get on the hospital to see a doctor at home. And it's like you are doing more harm to your body. Yeah. Yeah. By the time you see that doctor, just go to the doctor. Yeah. Because it could be even worse if you're blocking everything up as well. 
Oh. And you're constipated. I mean, we could do a whole episode on the opposite end of not being able to poop at all when you're on vacation, which I know some people that that's what happens to them. They just can't poop. Like their bodies are just like in whatever, like shock or something and nothing that's comes me. out. That's me. Is that you? And I have friends who are always like, staff, when was the last time you pooped? Because they know. <laughs> I'll be like, why am I in such pain? Yeah. And they'll be this like, is... I know why. Because <laughs> you haven't pooped. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Uh, I've been there when it's I was on, also. on codeine for my uh, my knee operation, and yes. they put you on co- they put you on codeine painkiller, but that blocks the you up. And, oh my god, four days without pooping! Oh, it's, I think I would rather have diarrhea on a plane. <laughs> that's the thing I hear about people with the whole opioid addiction, but I'm like, how? But yeah. but but tell me how you're pooping, like. But do you have an opioid coupled with a laxative addiction? <laughs> like right. To get... I mean. I have so many questions. I know. I, I enjoy. I'm more addicted to pooping than I am addicted to <laughs> opioids for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I get that as well. I'm like, how? Like, how can people like maybe they are just countering it with laxatives. But but that's the other. I mean, n- not that this episode is about being constipated, but <laughs> there is stuff that you can also get over the counter to help you poop that's not even just like a laxative like and i think also people think laxatives are like an immediate you take it and then you just like explode they don't work that way i have taken them before for the same reason when i couldn't when i couldn't poop because of the medication i was on yeah and it takes it takes about 12 hours and even still it doesn't it doesn't just come like good you just kind of go you need an enema if you want instant relief you're getting an enema yeah Uh, yeah enjoy that I think I've never had one, but I know people that have. And yeah, I mean, I guess the relief is good, but I don't know if I'd want someone digging up there with. Oh, they're mostly uh, self-administered now. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. Don't ask me why I know this. Do we have a story there? (laughs) It was so funny. I was in so much pain one night and this was during Melbourne's lockdown and we had a curfew. You couldn't be out past 9 p.m. And I was like healing over in pain and I'm like, I need to go to a pharmacy. And I'm like calling the help like the covid <laughs> line being like yeah. i know that there's a curfew but am i allowed to go to a 24 7 pharmacy and the poor person was like yes you can go to the pharmacy <laughs> i'm like fine. i don't want to break the rules <laughs> <laughs> and you had to buy an enema i mean i i would feel like that's an emergency I remember but, being at the pharmacy and the, and the pharmacist was telling me and I was like, excuse me, I need to do who and the what now. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even Part know. I thought life. you had to like go see someone. And if anyone's laughing right now, karma is not your boyfriend. It will come back and get you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like it came back for me while I sat on a plane, a British Airways flight back from Lanzarote <laughs> to London and almost shot myself. Um oh. But yeah, I think uh, on that side of things, guys, again, stay hydrated. Like, I think in all of this, when you're traveling, the best thing that you can do is hydration, hydration, hydration. Because it's going to help if you got diarrhea. It's going to help if you got, if you're blocked up. Like, that always helps to get things kind of moving. Just drink water and make sure, obviously, it's safe water. Like, get, you know, (laughs) I hate, I hate the idea of bottled water, but in some places... You have to drink Same. bottled water. Like, don't try to be Greta Thunberg in every country yeah. you go to. Like, yeah. you're not going to be drinking tap water yeah. in places like India or Thailand. Um, but stay hydrated because I think a lot of it does come down to that. And people 
want to be so quick to be like, I ate bad meat. And it's like, no, you are dehydrated or you're not pooping because you're dehydrated. Like, it's amazing what water actually does for our bodies. <laughs> like, it's almost so like drink it's it all. the source of life. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who would have thunk? Guys, uh, a real shitty episode. Hey yo, <laughs> shitty episode. I love it. I mean, it it ties into all the shit that we've learned abroad, and that literally. is quite literally all the shit that we've learned abroad. Let us know if you guys have any funny poop stories. I love a hilarious poop story. I love hearing about people that have shot themselves, where they've been in a, a bit of a predicament where they have nowhere to shit. And I like to hear about things people have shot into during emergencies. <laughs> I want to know. I might put you out guys... one of those um, anonymous links on our Instagram yes. to get people's, because people aren't going to want to fess up. I'm going to put up one of those anonymous ones where it's like, tell us about a time you did or almost shut yourself oh i love a funny poop story especially when you're traveling we're looking forward to your stories on that note we'll see you guys next time yeah all the shit i've learned abroad is a travel podcast focused on anything and everything related to travel you can listen to us on multiple platforms from itunes to google play music and more and with that please if you have a chance give us a five-star review on itunes or whatever platform you listen on that drives us up the charts and really really helps us out want to support us on patreon find us over at shit have learned abroad pod and donations start as low as just one dollar also, if you could follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Shit Abroad Pod and Facebook by searching all the shit I've learned abroad. Thanks so much for listening. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.